0: Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Monday, February 20th. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Two of Governor Kim Reynolds' priorities for the 2023 Iowa legislature have already become law, but her plan to streamline state government remains under review. Reynolds says Iowa is way out of line with surrounding states.
1: When we're spending $2,100 more on a per capita basis than Illinois, our neighboring state, who's not really known for being fiscally responsible, a state that's four times the size of Iowa, then we're not providing efficient and effective services.
0: Reynolds has submitted a bill that's about 1,600 pages long to outline her plan to shrink the number of state agencies from 37 to 16. Lawmakers have begun holding subcommittee hearings on parts of the plan. Critics of some of the proposals say Reynolds is trying to centralize more power in the governor's office. Nikki Haley swings through Iowa this week, fresh announcing her presidential campaign Fellow South Carolina Republican Senator Tim Scott will also be here this week as he decides his political future. And former Vice President Mike Pence was just in Iowa courting evangelical Christian activists. Iowa holds the Republican Party's first-in-the-nation caucuses in a year. Republican presidential candidates or prospects are streaming into the state. Absent so far, former President Donald Trump. Trump has a campaign presence in Iowa, though, and has been working on landing a caucus campaign director. Food and Drug Administration appears to be on track to approve an opioid overdose reversing spray for over-the-counter purchase next month. IPR's Natalie Krabs reports experts say it's an important step toward combating opioid-related deaths.
1: Last week, two federal panels of addiction experts recommended a version of naloxone, also known by its brand name Narcan, be made available without a prescription. Allison Lynch is the director of the Opioid Addiction Clinic at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics. She says there's no medical reason why naloxone shouldn't be available over the counter. I think it is going to make some really important steps towards reducing stigma uh, related to substance use and hopefully also going to save a lot of lives. According to preliminary data from state health officials, 211 Iowans died from opioid-related causes last year. The FDA is expected to make its final decision next month.
0: Early in the pandemic, the federal government provided extra food benefits for low-income families through the supplemental nutrition assistance program but as IPR's Katie Pikas reports, those additional benefits will end next month for all households on SNAP.
1: Congress passed a law at the end of last year ending the pandemic boost to SNAP benefits nationwide by March. In the Midwest, that includes Kansas, Illinois, and Oklahoma. Deborah Smith with Oklahoma's Department of Human Services says 300,000 households in the state receive SNAP benefits, and she says they've likely come to depend on their increased food budget. With the emergency allotments ending, After this amount of time, there's no doubt there will be a lot of families who Will struggle with this transition. Her department has been trying to make them aware through social media and emails. 18 states, including Iowa, Missouri, and Nebraska, already ended emergency allotments.
0: Des Moines Public Schools has confirmed it was hit by a ransomware attack last month that closed schools for a couple of days. School officials released a statement Friday saying some data was compromised. The district isn't saying much more than that because an investigation continues. Interim Superintendent Matt Smith says people who might be affected by the data compromise will be notified by mail and offered complimentary monitoring services. Parts of Iowa face more winter weather this week. Far northern parts of the state will get some light snow tomorrow. And then as much as 4 to 10 inches of snow in north central and northwest Iowa Wednesday night and Thursday morning. This is Here First from IPR News. by Michael Leland.
1: Can we heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network.
0: House Republicans are proposing new restrictions on carbon capture pipelines, and lawmakers are advancing part of Governor Kim Reynolds' wide-ranging health care bill, that would create obstetrics fellowships and give state funding to anti abortion pregnancy centers. IPR State Government reporter Katarina Sestarik is here to talk about all that. Hey, Katarina.
1: Good morning, Michael.
0: It is the second legislative session in a row that lawmakers are talking about the three carbon capture pipelines being proposed in Iowa. There's a new bill out from House Republicans aimed at addressing some Iowans' concerns about these pipelines. What's in it?
1: Well, the bill draft that was released by House Republicans late last week would require pipeline companies to get the owners of 90 percent of the land in a pipeline's path to voluntarily agree to have that pipeline cross their land before the state could authorize the use of eminent domain to access land from unwanted willing landowners. It would block the state from issuing construction permits for the pipelines until federal regulators have completed new safety rules for the pipelines. And pipelines that cross into multiple states would also have to get permits approved in all the other states before Iowa could allow them to use eminent domain. There have also been several bills filed by a Republican in the Senate that seek to limit the use of eminent domain for the carbon pipelines.
0: Now, last year, proposals to address landowners' concerns about eminent domain use for carbon pipelines didn't pass. Will any of these bills pass this year?
1: It's really hard to say, but it's looking more likely this year because the bill in the House has 22 co-sponsors, including House Speaker Pat Grassley. Republican Representative Stephen Holt is leading the charge on this bill, and he says he's not against the carbon capture pipelines. He's just very concerned about the use of eminent domain for these projects. Even if this bill does make it through the House, it's not clear if the Senate would pass it. And then it has to go to Governor Kim Reynolds, and she's been a big supporter of the carbon capture pipelines because the biofuels industry says that they're needed to keep Iowa's ethanol plants going. Here's what Reynolds said last week when reporters asked her about the House bill. Agriculture is critical to the state of Iowa. It's the foundation of our economy. And I'm going to continue to look for opportunity to add value to what we make and make sure that it's sustainable uh, and that they can uh, continue to operate and feed the world and feed and fuel the world. And that's what we do here in Iowa.
0: Okay, now moving on to one of the governor's priorities. She proposed a wide-ranging health care bill that includes things like obstetrics fellowships and more funding for anti-abortion pregnancy centers. Where does that stand?
1: The Senate Health and Human Services Committee advanced parts of that bill last week, but Senate Republicans took out Reynolds' proposal to allow Iowans to get birth control pills from a pharmacy without a prior prescription from a doctor. There's disagreement between some Republicans on that piece because some lawmakers say that if we're going to restrict abortion, we should also expand access to birth control, but others just don't really agree with the concept of birth control or they think it isn't safe. Reynolds says she's counting on the House to pass her bill with the birth control provision, and she wants to try to get that through the Senate as well.
0: And where do Democrats stand on this health care bill?
1: They're in kind of a tricky position with this, too, because there are a lot of things in the bill that Democrats like, such as creating a state-funded obstetrics fellowship to try to get more providers in rural communities. The bill would also establish paid parental leave for state workers who have a baby or adopt a child, and they support expanding birth control access as well. But Democrats are opposed to the increased funding for anti-abortion pregnancy centers. They say the state should be spending that money on expanding access to prenatal care with real licensed medical providers, and that that would be much safer for pregnant people. They say these centers are misleading and make people believe that they're receiving proper medical care when they're not.
0: Okay, last thing. Let's look ahead now. What are you expecting this week at the state house?
1: I'm planning to listen to several more hearings on the governor's plan to reorganize and consolidate state government agencies.
0: All right, state government reporter Katarina. Stark, thanks a lot. Thanks, Michael. And this is here first from IPR News. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Michael Leland. Have a great Monday.